The Bible Study Podcast, episode 324. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of John with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Last week, I made reference as we were doing the story of Jesus talking to a Samaritan woman about what the other Gospels said about the disciples and their response, as well as the town people, <laughs> not realizing, of course, that that's actually here in John. So we're going to finish up the story of the Samaritan woman here with verses 27 through 42, talking about those sections. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman, but no one asked, What do you want, or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of town and made their way toward him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, it is still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor." So Jesus has this encounter we talked about last week with the woman at the well, breaking some unwritten rules here about talking to a woman and talking to a Samaritan, which the disciples notice when they come back, but no one wants to say anything because this is Jesus. And so you let Jesus do what he's going to do. And then the woman runs off and tells everybody in town, these people that we think she was avoiding by coming to the well in the middle of the day, which was not the common time to do it. She leaves her water jar, she forgets her errand, and she goes and has to tell everyone. Because when you find Jesus, when you truly encounter Jesus, this Jesus who knows about you, this Jesus who knows you better than you know yourself, you have to tell people. And I wonder if the fact that we don't always feel that way speaks poorly of our experience as Christians in this day and age. If somehow we have lost touch with this Jesus who knows us better than we know ourselves, this Jesus who is willing to break the rules to meet us where we are. And then the disciples have this conversation about Jesus where they offer him something to eat and Jesus says he doesn't need anything because he has food they don't know about and he's talking spiritually and they're talking physically and they're not communicating effectively. But basically what Jesus is saying is that he gets nourishment, he gets energy by doing what God wants him to do. That doing what God sends him to do gives him strength. And I think the same can be true for us. I know that in my church, we did a number of years ago a study where we looked at spiritual gifts, and we looked at what gifts various people had, but we also looked at passions. We looked at what is it that gives us strength, and I know that one of the things that I found is that I love to learn. That's actually my passion, but it is expressed in teaching because I learn so much when I try and teach it. I learn so much when I'm teaching one-on-one, and even when I'm doing something like this where I'm just talking into a microphone, it forces me into a regular schedule of learning to have to sign up to teach something about the Bible every week. 
But the thing that keeps me going is the passion for learning and the passion for teaching. And if you gave me some other job in the church, if we simply went through all the tasks that need to be done and you assigned them alphabetically or you assigned them at random, that you might find something that would very quickly wear me down because there are other things that would not give me strength, that would not give me excitement to do them day after day, week after week, year after year, as this does. And so I understand what Jesus is saying. And sometimes we need to give each other the permission to say, if being the head usher is wearing you down, maybe there's something else you should do that will give you strength. Maybe there's something else that you should do that is better match with your passions and with what you love to do, with the way that God made you. Because I love the saying, where your greatest joy matches the world's greatest need, that's your ministry. That's where you were created to serve. And so I think what Jesus is saying here is still true for us. Find the thing that you love to do. Find the thing that you love to do, that you love to give, and that in that giving you don't grow tired. I mean, you may grow tired from week to week, but it is something that you can keep doing because it matches how God made you. And I think back in that training we did in my church, in fact, it was somebody who was our head usher who said what he really liked to do was data entry. Now, I can't think of anything more soul-sucking for me than data entry. I I do spend my days at a typewriter doing programming, but I do them as a way of expressing creativity. And creativity and data entry are not encouraged because you're supposed to be copying things down. But that is something that he found interesting. We had somebody else who came out of that and said they wanted to be an archivist. They wanted to help get the church get their archives in order. I can't imagine ever wanting to do that. But isn't it great that somebody else does? Isn't it great that someone loves to spend time with those kids in preschool or in the nursery? Isn't it great that someone loves to preach when other people would rather die than get up in front and preach? Isn't it great that we are made differently? That some have the ability and the desire to go around and fix the doorknobs that are broken and those sort of things that they don't need a claim. They just like a job well done. Isn't it great that some people are preachers and teachers and some people minister to the sick and some people, we all have different gifts and different abilities and different callings. The lesson goes on. Many Samaritans believe. Many of the Samaritans from town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, now that we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this man really is the savior of the world. It's interesting that he is accepted at this point by the Samaritans, where he's going to be rejected by his own people. It's also interesting that when we talk about different callings and we talk about different gifts, one of the gifts that very few people aspire to, at least in the modern church, is evangelism, because we have such a negative view. And yet, look at this woman. Look at this woman who is an unpopular woman, probably. Look at this woman who is an evangelist to her whole town. And all she says is, come and see, could this be him? She doesn't have an eloquent argument. 
she doesn't know necessarily all of the Old Testament scriptures that point to Jesus. She isn't necessarily a eloquent teacher or preacher. She doesn't have tracts to hand out to them. She just says, come and see. This man did something interesting in my life. This man told me things about myself I didn't think he should know. Come and see. And that is evangelism. It doesn't necessarily have to be more than that. I think we're actually going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast with that, and we'll pick up the last part of John 4 next week. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. We're hosts of the Kainos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. To learn more and subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.